Good morning. morning. Happy homecoming. Welcome to Vision Sunday. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. Such an awesome passage of scripture. It's one that the steering committee refers to over and over. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. God has made it crystal clear to me the plans that He has for us. If we seek Him, if we're obedient to Him, and if we give Him our heart. Our church has an incredible history. God has blessed our past. The church has wonderful servants, has a passion for missions. However, The plans that God has for our future give me so much excitement. It's probably happened to you many times over the last year. Friends come up to me and say, I see that sign down there. When are you going to build that church? When are you going to build that church? I pray, I hope, and I believe the time is now. Is there risk involved? Financial risk, yes. But there's also a major risk if we do nothing. I've attended this church my entire life. I'm 39 years old. Do the math, I was born in 1970. As a matter of fact, my my parents have attended this church their entire life. They were married right here in this building. This place is so important has a tremendous impact on our lives. At the age of seven, 1977, I accepted Christ in this place, in this building right here. It was fall revival, and the guest preacher was Tommy Bond. Tommy Bond. Does that name ring a bell? Tommy Bond. Tommy was Butch from the Little Rascals. The Little Rascals, right here in Palmetto, Georgia. Remember Alfalfa, Spanky, Froggy, Buckwheat? Most of those child actors had a tragic life. Alfalfa was an alcoholic. He didn't have a dime to his name when he was shot and killed over $50 in 1959. Tommy Vaughn, Butch was an alcoholic and a drug addict by the age of 12. He was on the show and kicked off after four years because he's not a child anymore. When he preached, he rolled up his sleeves and he had tattoos all on his forearms. The tattoos were to hide the drug tracks from what he used. He had amazing testimony. I accepted Christ that night I came down, 
I sat on the second pew. I bawled my eyes. I cried. It was emotional. I truly believe that Jesus died on that cross for me. It's what I knew. I didn't want to go to hell. I accepted Christ that night. My cousin, Mike Barnes, came down that same day. He accepted Christ too. Mike is now the pastor of Rehoboth Baptist Church. He's the son of Pat and Bobby Barnes, who attend the 1115 service. Mike's church baptized 71 people in 2008. Pretty amazing. Throughout high school and college, I was never too bad of a guy. I did things wrong. But I also went through the motions as a Christian. I made poor decisions at times, but I always felt the tug of God and the guilt associated with that sin. If only that guilt could come before the sin, wouldn't that make things a little bit easier? I began dating Lisa in high school and college. We dated for a total of eight years before we married. I proposed to her at just about the time she was ready to give up on me. It was not the fear of marriage. It was the fear of me that kept me from getting married. I knew I would mess things up royally if it depended on me. So before I married, I needed to get right with God, and I rededicated my life to Christ. I knew that was the only way that we would make it. In 1995, we married. We have two wonderful kids. As a newlywed, I didn't want her to attend Palmetto Baptist Church because it was my church. We needed to find our church. And so we visited around, and we settled on this place. I cannot begin to tell you what this church means to my family. When I was young, I was taught by world-class Hall of Famers. As I prepared, I thought about Miss Willie Johnson, Miss Lucy Seymour. There's many, many others. And now my children are being led and being impacted by Hall of Fame Christians. It's amazing. This campaign is important to me. Why? It has given so much to me. It has given so much to my family. The investment that I make in the future of this church could never begin to equal the blessings that I receive now, in the past, in the future. This campaign is important to me because of the future of this church. The moves that we make today not only ensure the survival of this place, but it also ensures that we thrive over the next decade, 50 years, 100 years. If we do nothing, what will we be in 20 years? Will we be here? There's signs around us it might mean no. But survival is not the, not, the, not the game plan, right? It's not about surviving. It's about thriving. And if we're going to thrive, we've got to listen. We've got to do this. Finally, this campaign is important to me because I truly believe that this community and this area needs something special. Our new facility, a mile down the road, 
could be the most important addition to this area for generations. The bottom line, if nothing else, we will reach more people for Christ. As you entered this morning, hopefully you received your Vision Sunday package of information. Please make sure you have it. If you signed up for Vision Sunday, there's one with your name on it. We're not going to hand them out now, but if you don't have it, make sure you get one as you go out. If you don't take your package, we're coming to see you. Matter of fact, we're thinking about sending Buddy. (laughs) Right around dinner time. I want to take just a couple minutes. I want to review the materials that you got in your package. The first thing is you have a cover letter from Jimmy. It's just a brief description of the contents of the package. There it is. We have a capital campaign brochure. It's got our theme. It's got our mission, connect, grow, and serve on the front of it. If you open up to the first page, A Great Heritage talks about where we've been over the past few years. The second part, where we are now. If you flip over to the third page, it's where we're going. On the back page, what are we going to do? The facts of the relocation. I encourage you to read it. I encourage you, if you have questions, you seek answers. Steering committee has 30, 40 people on it. Jimmy, the staff. If you have questions, get them answered. Seek your, seek your answers to your questions. If you have concerns, voice those. Next, we have the how to make an over and above gift. It's a great brochure. It challenges you spiritually. Over and above giving is exactly over and above what you normally give from a tithes and offering. In here it has seven steps, seven ideas on how you do that. It's not easy. I want to take just a minute. The first one says, practice priority budgeting. Most of us have a budget. You can move things around. You can eliminate certain expenses. You can make church a priority in that budget. Second, it says redirect present expenditures. The capital campaign is three years long. Over the course of that three years, people and, and life changes. You might have a child in college. Maybe college ends in the, in the first, second, or third year. You might have a car note, a home, mortgage. Maybe those expenses come, come to an end, and you could just continue them and give to the church over that over that period. Three, some of us might be blessed with increased income over the next three years. A new job, a promotion, a raise. You're living at a certain level now. Could you still live at that level and give 
to God? Sure you could. Number four, give from your excess. Many of you out there have that lake house vision in mind or that new car or that home. I don't know what it is. But in some cases, wouldn't that excess be great if it had eternal consequences? Five, commit unexpected cash, inheritance, things happen. Six, sacrifice your extra time. Maybe the next three years brings retirement. Maybe you could get a part-time job and give that income to the stewardship campaign. Wow. And then seven, it mentions donating appreciated assets. The two that come to mind are land and stock. There's a right way to give that, and there's a wrong way to give that that has major consequences. You never liquidate your position and give the proceeds to the church. Major tax ramifications. The brochure outlines that a little bit. If you're in that position, make sure you do it the right way. Seek somebody to help, to help you do that. Over and above giving. That's what we're talking about. Probably the most important part of this package of information is the, is the devotional with faith stories. Faith stories of people who have been faithful to God and giving in the first stewardship campaign and after. It's got real life stories and the impact of it. Probably the most important part of this is the last two faith stories. There's two very, very important people who are part of the first stewardship campaign that are not here today. Ms. Harriet Watson, Ms. Elizabeth Lambert, their faith stories are written in here. It's, it's major. It's impactful. Please read them. Finally, you have a copy of the DVD that we saw this morning in your faith package. Not in your package, but on, in the, out here and in the back, we have crosses. Some are attached to a brochure. I didn't pick one up on the way in. I'm, I don't wear, I mean, some are attached to a uh, bracelet. I'm not a bracelet kind of guy. So I'll probably pick up the, just the cross and stick it in my pocket as a prayer reminder for, for, for Celebration Sunday. Please pick one up. I have a crazy thought. Maybe it's a dream. I didn't sleep much last night. Bulldogs kept me awake a little bit. After that, it was, it was more important. What if everybody, every family in this room gave something to this campaign? Every family has not been financially blessed equally. We understand that. But every family has been blessed. Second, what if every family took that gift, that something, and made it a sacrificial gift? Up the ante. What could we do? Could we move down there and could we build the entire project? Would we be talking with banks about borrowing money? What are the possibilities if that happened? Will it happen? Can it happen? 
Where do we go from here? It's five weeks until Celebration Sunday. I challenge you to pray daily for this campaign. If you're struggling with participating, it's not in your cards, then pray about that. If you have an idea today about what you're going to give, then pray about that. Maybe you pray that God stretches you a little bit more. Would you be willing to give one hour or more each week for the next five weeks? I don't think there's anything more important than that. I challenge you to discuss participation in the campaign with your family. If you do, if you do the checkbook, involve your, involve your wife or your husband. Involve your kids. When Mark, my oldest, was three years old, I was adamant with my wife that he throw away his pacifier. One day, on the way to church, Mark said he was giving his pacifier to Jesus. When the, when the plate came around, the offering plate came around. He dropped it in the offering plate. It was gone. We never saw it again. I don't know what happened to it. Could he build a building with it? No. But it was a major gift for a three-year-old. A major gift. He's nine now. I expect him to give a major gift to this capital campaign. I don't know what it is yet. Maybe it's $100. Don't know. But he's going to do it. I'm 39. I expect to give a major gift to this campaign. It's that important to me. It might be 59, 89. Doesn't matter. There's something that you can do. There's something that you can give. Doesn't matter if you're a farmer. You got a tractor. You sell your tractor. You give it to the church. Doesn't matter if you're white collar or blue collar. Working or retired. There's something that you can do to impact this relocation effort. There's something that you can do. My final challenge to you is to find that something and act on it. Please. Jimmy. I appreciate Kenneth Grace. And I hope that as he spoke this morning that you really took note of what he said. Because, ladies and gentlemen, the decisions that you and I make over the next few days will have an enormous impact upon where our church will be in the near and distant future. The packet that he went through, we have one available for every member of our church and every regular attender of our church. And if you're a visitor, maybe you're not even a member of the church, we have one for you. Don't leave without picking up one. I think the major question that you and I need to ask over the next few weeks is, where do we want Palmetto Baptist Church to be in 10 years, in 20 years? I'm going to talk more about that in the weeks ahead. I can show you what we can be like. I can show you what we can be like if we obey the Lord 
and give sacrificially, I can also show, show you what we can be like if we don't. I don't have to go far either way. And you don't either. Where does, all, does it all begin? It begins with prayer. That's where it starts, with prayer. Talking with God, discussing with God, discussing with your family. But it starts with prayer. Most of you, maybe all of you, have already started the discussion about this campaign and the relocation and your part in it. If you haven't started that discussion, the time to do it, let's see. Oh, how about now? Now's the time. Now's the time to start praying. I don't know exactly how we're going to do this, but we're going to do it. It's not going to be easy. It's going to take some moving around. But we're going to circle up. It's time to circle up, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to circle the wagons. So I want to ask all the folks who are high and lifted up in the balcony, make your way down here. Go ahead. Be doing that. Come on down. All of you who are here, I want you to move to the side. Stand up. Move to the side. We're going to circle up. Circle them up. Everybody circle them up. y'all go on squeeze all the way around I know you're real close to the person next to you that's a good thing that's a good thing if we have to bring the line down in this aisle come on down just bring it on down into the aisle we'll, we'll wrap it on around There you go. you may have heard this week the fellow who sold us the first 19 of our 20 acres about six years ago John Thompson he was killed this week he was cutting down a tree and it dislodged and fell on him and killed him at his memorial service Rama Church was running over one of the ministers got up and said that John Thompson had a motto and this was his motto. 
What happens to you makes a difference to me. I love that. And I'll tell you that what happens to Palmetto Baptist Church makes a difference to me. You and I are in the worst economic time since the Great Depression. You and I are starting a campaign at a time when a lot of people are saying, that's the worst possible time to start a campaign. It can be the best time for God to shine. Because I will guarantee you one thing, if you and I are able to make this happen, it won't be because we were able to do it. Most of us are too financially strapped and emotionally strapped to do it. But Paul says, when I am weak, he is strong. It's time for us to allow God to be strong. And it starts now with you and me praying. Ladies and gentlemen, the moment that we started announcing this whole thing, Satan started speaking loudly in your ears. Mine too, I heard him. I heard him this morning. You know what he says? You can't participate. You can't do this. You're not able to do this. And sometimes we allow Satan's voice to drown out God's voice. And God's voice in that still small whisper is saying, Jimmy, yes, you can do it. Dennis, Mike, Kate, Lynn, Audra, Amy, yes, you can do it. If we allow God to do it through us, we can do it. And everybody in this room can participate. Let's begin right now with prayer. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, where do we begin? We begin with you. Lord, you have plans for our church. We believe that you do. You told us so much in the scripture that Kenneth introduced his message with this morning. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Lord, I believe, as sure as I'm standing on the carpet of this altar, that you have a future for this church family. And Lord, you are going to do your part. You've always been faithful. And so in reality, the future is in our hands. It's our decision to make. It's ours to lose. Lord, give us the courage, the humility, the wherewithal to make this campaign a success, this relocation a reality, expand the borders of our tents so that we can bring more people into the kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and into the family of this church. And Lord, show every one of us that we have a part. Lord, some, some of us right here have already concluded, I, I'm not going to participate in this. I don't, I, don't, I don't have a part, don't want a part. Lord, change our hearts. And show us how we can contribute to the future of this great church. 
Lord, when other people in other areas have refused to follow your will, Lord, this church has been obedient so many times, so many times over these uh, 100 and almost 30 years. So, Lord, make it happen again. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.